Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Dark Insight. This is episode forty-six, and it is currently the seventeenth of December, twi- uh, December, February, even twenty seventeen. Look at that, seventeenth of February, twenty seventeen. Um, it's just a, th- a three-man cast this week, so I have got uh, my good friend from New Zealand, Vader, today. How are you, sir? Good, thank you. Good, good, and we have a, a very special guest today, a man who who. I've always wanted to personally speak to, have never really spoken to properly, like actual voice to voice. Um, so it's it's good to have him on again. So he's been on a few times. You'll probably recognise him. You know, he's he's quite active within the community. It's it's Mister Sean Wagner, aka the Law Hunter. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing uh, pretty well. Good man, good man. So it's it's a pleasure to have you on again. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Lovely, jubbly. Well, I suppose we should um take over the usual weather chat <laughs> as it's it's now customary it's in the the dark insight like, regime now as opposed to, yeah, to do is. the uh yeah the weather chat so what's it been like for you two gentlemen well we, i was thinking we need to get a little jingle to to kick into this little segment <laughs> we'll have to get more appropriate yeah we'll have to get cliff on that because i don't know anything about making jingles so that'll have to be cliff's job <laughs> there you go cliff oh maybe jake maybe jake he can do a little oh man i'm well up for that <laughs> Yeah, totally. Yeah. So intro our weather ch- weather chat. Um, mm. for, for me, uh, gang, we still haven't had much of a summer down here. Um, right now, it is. I'm in the clouds. Uh, the it's completely white outside uh, and very damp, uh, which is much needed though, because two locations of our uh, New Zealand have had very drastic state of emergency with forest fires and brush Oof. fires. So oh uh, down Bloody south. On the outskirts of one of our the, the biggest city in the South Island was on fire, and uh, yeah, so the rain is much needed. Um, but yeah, it's not much of a summer yet. Man, I've been considering moving to New Zealand recently, but I think with all the earthquakes and the fires and everything, <laughs> I don't think I'll bother for the time being. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not as bad as Australia. Their forest fires are way worse. Um, it's very rare. I've never really heard of uh, forest fire being a state of emergency. Mm. And in New Zealand, this is kind of the first time uh, in a long while. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I think eleven houses were destroyed, uh, which was bad. And unfortunately, one of the helicopters putting up the fire crashed, and and the pilot was killed. So condolences to his family. So it was, yeah, it was quite serious. Hell. But um, I guess down south was getting good summer because it was so dry that the it was dry enough for the fire to kick off but <laughs> not here not where i am no. what about you sean you getting a, well, a summer in your winter <laughs> uh yeah so uh i'm gonna make vader blush a little but we're getting fucked up here we with snow <laughs> with snow this is uh i'm in i'm in the northeast of the uh, united states in vermont which uh is a little known state unless you watch a sitcom where people go skiing and uh, that's basically all you could do this week because we've been getting uh we've been getting dumped on all week so I actually 
I, uh, I'm lucky enough to get to work remotely when I need to. So I actually had to work from home twice this week, which is, is nice when I need to do it, but also, uh, tough. So, uh, I got my car stuck three times in the last <laughs> four days. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been a, it's been been pretty pretty white and uh, bluster out. So this is the first day actually where there's been some sunshine in the last few days. So the weather's been very active up here. Nice. So, so you guys, snow, snow's still a very big novelty for me. Like it never snows in yeah. Wellington. Yeah, I was about to say that we rarely ever get snow, and when we do, it's generally an inch of it, and then the entire country just seems to grind to a halt for some reason, <laughs> and everybody's complaining about it, and I'm sitting there thinking, have you not been to places like Norway? They live in this sort of stuff. You know, yeah. they're, they're naturally accustomed to it, so why are we complaining? But it's just this Britain in a nutshell, I guess. We complain all the time because it's too cold, and then when it gets too hot, we're like, oh, oh. It's too hot. You're never happy. Come on. It's the natural state of an Englishman is to be grumpy. (laughs) Yeah, very true. Very true. Well, I mean, so, yeah, we certainly fulfill that even to this day as a nation. So, Um, uh, a friend of mine from uh, a town called Nelson in Canada, uh, BC, he his posties use skis to deliver mail they just like get a ride up to the top of the hill and ski down delivering the mail oh that's so cool (laughs) that's a cool postie i like that that's wicked oh funny we got that just a postie sliding past just chucking metal gear stuff at me (laughs) oh man that's it i just just done done in that's me done cracking (laughs) Now I'm imagining a snake on skis skiing past delivering mail to you. <laughs> hey, man, he's been on a skateboard, so stranger things have happened, you know. That's true, yeah. I've got yeah. That. yeah, so he um, has been on a skateboard. <laughs> All you got to do is just take the trucks off and the way you go, sorted. Yeah, your snowboard. There you go. Yeah, yeah, banging. Cool. Uh, cracking. good weather chat. I like yeah. that weather chat. It's fun. Definitely. Um, well, I guess we should uh, get into the news, of which... Pretty much everything. Well, I'm assuming Vader, you put all this down because I didn't add a single thing to the news this week. So this is pretty much all you're doing. So I mean, I see the first thing on the agenda here is about the the Zelda DLC. So I think the stage is pretty much yours because I've got virtually yep. nothing to say about it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so this is interesting because this is the first time uh, a Zelda game has had DLC. So it's it's kind of a, a monumentous occasion in some ways. Mm. So I think it's been quite divisive um, that uh, people are happy. Some people are happy to get more content, and others are like, "Well, why wasn't that content in the game in the first place?" Um, but I'll, I'll quickly just go through what's in it. So it's and there's other controversy about it in the fact that it's um, there are two DLC packs. But you have to buy. Um, it's done. You got to buy the season pass. Effectively, I don't think they're calling it quite a season pass. Um, they're calling right. it expansion pass, but, but expansion pass. Um, but yeah, there's two split up. One coming summer, which I'm assuming is American summer, <laughs> um, or I guess Japan summer. So mid mid this year, so Juneish, and then one at the end of 2017. But you, to get one or the other you have to you only have you have to buy the season pass you can't get them individually um so what's in them so if you buy the expansion pass when you do it you'll get three new treasure chests uh, spread around hyrule somewhere um so found in the great plateau contain and they 
contains useful items in includes exclusive in-game clothing and the in-game clothing is quite funny it is a t-shirt that link can wear with the switch logo on it <laughs> oh product placement already oh man <laughs> Shameless yeah, product placement. <laughs> and, and, and in the second chest, there'll be a, a bottle of Coca-Cola. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, no, it, it, it's a bit bizarre. That That is a weird start to it. Um, so then the first DLC pack, will, which comes summer 2017, adds new Cave of Trials, which from what I've heard is in the Twilight Princess, which I finished 100%, but I don't remember the trial, the trial dungeons. But... I don't know, maybe I did them and just don't remember. Uh, a new hard mode and additional map features. And out of the three, the additional map features is what intrigues me the most. Like, is it going to make the map more effective? Or you can customize the map? I don't know. Like, it just seems weird. Additional map features. And right. then DLC Pack 2, coming winter 2017, is new original story. New dungeon additional challenges and this is what i meant that people are a bit upset about it is that they the first pack doesn't seem to appeal to everyone but the second pack does but to get them the second pack you have to buy the whole package mm -hmm. um so it's, it's it's a little strange that's probably because in the first pack they're including a t-shirt that has the Switch logo on it and a lot of people are going to be playing it on Wii U so they're probably going to feel a little bit hard done by slightly but I don't know, that's just that's my know. own speculation. I don't know, there's only three Wii U's out there isn't there so there's not that many people playing <laughs> I thought it was only one but there you go. <laughs> shows how much I know and it's probably owned um, by you. <laughs> no, I don't actually own Wii, Wii U, that's why I'm getting the Switch. Um, <laughs> because I didn't get the Wii U. Uh, to be fair, it doesn't seem overly priced. It seems a lot... The price seems fairer than other DLCs. Um, so I'm, I'm mixed about it. Uh, I, if it's more Zelda and, or Breath of the Wild and the game's great, then why not? Um, so what, what is the price? Uh, 20 US dollars. 20 US dollars. Well, that's not... Well, I suppose when you consider it's a expansion pass and, and season pass i suppose that's not too bad i mean you generally pay i don't know at least sort of 25 to 30 dollars i mean i've bought season passes in the past that have cost me about i don't know 25 30 pounds so i suppose it's not too bad but yeah i think because yeah, of all because of all the delays and everything nobody's really going to want to pay that on top of the price of the game and possibly the console if they're buying the console for that so I can see where that's, people's gripes would lie. Yeah, that's my kind of concern. It's already an expensive game. The Switch price prices of games seems to be slightly higher than the average game. Yeah, it's just um, Nintendo though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's just the way um, they operate. Although I have noticed that the initial prices that things were advertised have seemed to be dropping, like they're kind of creeping down, I guess due to competition and... Out, out, outcry maybe quite possibly yeah <laughs> and so yeah. they seem to be matching at normal for retail but um yeah i'm not too yeah i, I kind of on the fence about it i think i'll wait and see how i like the game and see what's in them before i get into it mm. uh so I, to me i'm gonna sit on it i'm not gonna 
get in day one or anything like that. Uh, and there is time. It's it's not for another three, four months that they're coming out. So it's not like we have to put down um, our money now. We can wait. Um, it's, yeah. yeah. It's not doing a, a Fallout 4 increasing the price and if we don't buy it now. <laughs> true. <laughs> Very true. Um, <laughs> it's interesting. While I was looking at into this, I came across um, quotes from... Uh, Iwata, I think it was, um, talking about DLC in 2012. And he said to Kotaku, um, when there are no more challenges and there is nothing more a player can do, if we then introduce a new level or a new character, we just increase their motivation to want to go back. And that, I, I agree with that. That's, 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 that's a good way to look at it. Um, what we are not going to do is create a full game and then say let's hold this back for DLC our goal is to create DLC in such a way that consumers do not feel that they have been cheated or deceived mm. and that's exactly how I feel about a lot of DLC on there um, and I'm, I think this is pushing the, the, towards that slightly but I, I, we will see we will see I think I would, time will tell yeah it's a tough one because Nintendo have a tendency to kind of shoot themselves in the foot with stuff like this. Um, I mean, if you even if you just look at all the the prices of the games pre-owned, I know that their pre-owned prices don't tend to drop. So I can definitely see where people's gripes would would be with this. But I don't know. I suppose if a lot of people played it like you intend to and just sort of say, well. I'll see how I get on with the main game first, and then if I want more content, I could buy more content. But you know, it's not like they're being forced into it. So yeah, but well, yeah, I, Nintendo seem to have done DLC pretty well in the past. It seems to be quite fair, and you get a lot for your money. Uh, they're not bringing in microtransactions, which a lot of other games are. Um, and if it is just a full expansion of a whole new dungeon and the game is awesome then i think it could be worth twenty dollars um and as long as it's not dragon age dlc like i got so angry i brought that back to this up a couple of times when you're playing the game and you get into like your campsite thingy and you talk to this dwarf guy and he's like oh there's this uh, dungeon up on the mountains with great witcher gear not witcher gear um what are they called like watchmen i don't know i can't remember what they're called i haven't played it so i wouldn't know um, Dragon Age they, I don't know I can't remember what they're called but anyway uh, and you're like oh sweet just go yeah. up there mm. and it's like please go to the PSN and download the DLC pay for the DLC I'm like oh man <laughs> that's mm. the worst man I can't stand that stuff whereas I don't think yeah. gonna, this is not going to be this this is going to be opening up a new area kind of like how Dark Souls do it mm. yeah no Dragon Age is the worst of that because Inquisition I like I played through and I was kind of done with it but um my wife loved it and the the DLC added to the main story like is like they didn't give you the true ending until the last DLC and that so I don't think they'll mm-hmm. do anything like that but that's there's the that's a pretty low bar so I I I'd hope for better from Nintendo than just not screwing over people's story like uh, like they yeah. did. Mm. And I think that's what I'm getting at Nintendo seems to have a bit more respect and it says it's an additional story so yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm curious what that could mean. It could be that you're playing a different character. It could mm. be playing that you're learning more about one of the side characters. Who knows? Like, mm. So I am intrigued, but I am going to just sit on it, to be honest, yeah. um, for now. Yeah. It's, it seems like they'd sell more, like, uh, like um, I get, they're, like, they're probably thinking that the price point's good enough where, you know, I'd pay, you, you 
people might pay around 20 bucks for another dungeon if there's enough content. So they're just trying to like give this is like something to motivate you to price it out ahead of time so that like it's a pretty good bang for your buck. But it still makes me wonder if they wouldn't just sell more and create more goodwill if they just split it up into like a $5 and a $15 one or something like that. So Yeah, I think that's the, exactly what people are kind yeah. of saying. Um, it's just let me buy the dungeon. I don't want the trials. Yeah. I don't want the hard mode yeah um mm. just give me the just give me the dungeon but um they may do that depending on the noise that the community makes <laughs> yeah. um but again i think that I, I enjoyed the video like that the that they announced that it. it was just the producer and in his very japanese way kind of explaining how he's excited about the game and wanting to give more to the community and and i really and i really appreciate it, it was just straight up in front he explained it um it wasn't behind all these fancy trailers and cg things mm. uh, must have content kind of crap um <laughs> it was just that we want to add and give more to the gamer and and to be honest because it's such a delay if it was available day one i think i'd be quite annoyed but yeah. because it's like 10 months from now that the actual story expansion is coming it almost feels like they're actually they've developed the game they've completed it then they've gone we still want to tell the story let's work mm. on it now so it feels like they are actually just working on it at, at, at this point mm. uh, and it's not stuff they've sliced from the game yeah oh, that's mm. good uh, but they um, don't they don't tend really help themselves by saying it's, it's a brand new story because that's an incredibly broad term so there's yeah, there's an, a lot of interpretation that could be drawn out of that <laughs> That could have easily been solved by being just slightly more specific, really. But as, again, yeah, this is this just enough. Nintendo. Um, so people will make of it what they will. And I bet that most of the people who moan about it will still continue to buy it anyway. So I don't really think they've got any trouble to <laughs> to like actually make the sales. Because people are going to buy it because it's Zelda. And it's not every day or even every year you get a new Zelda game. So people are going to buy it regardless. Yeah. I saw a funny post from someone saying, "What we're getting more Zelda in one in the same year? <laughs> like, <laughs> we, we, what, you know, we're going to complain because we're getting too much Zelda. Exactly. We usually get it every four or five years. You know, but, I mean, yeah. it, if this if this year doesn't give us many good games, at least it could probably give us the year that we had Zelda and then more <laughs> content for Zelda. You know, I mean, that's that's quite a that's quite a mean feat, really. Yeah. So. Um. And we're going to do something a little bit different today because we've got some feedback about this. So we're going to chuck and listen to feedback for this topic now, if that's okay with you two. Yeah, carry on, yeah. Carry um, on. It's kind of saying what we're saying, but Cliff, uh, the stranger of the podcast, <laughs> uh, the wayward son. Of the the lesser spotted host, yes. <laughs> um, who is, is not off looking after his baby. He's at some concert tonight. <laughs> yeah. Good man. I know exactly who he's seen as well. Good man. Yeah. Um, uh, he says, hate DLC that isn't meaningful and a few chests with a Switch t-shirt for Link. Meh. Plus a dungeon. Meh. <laughs> P.S. I'm very drunk at a heavy metal gig, so my views are terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and Vader went a long way to make that more legible than it actually is written out, so... <laughs> He did, he did Cliff a kindness because it's, it's not written quite as uh, coherently. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, do you want to take the next one, Josh? 
Yeah. Um, so uh, Mr. Turch at the Turch said, uh, the problem I have is that you can't buy them separately. I really want the extra story, but not the map stuff or hard mode, which is, you know, there's there's definitely a fair thing. I think that if you're going to, especially with a franchise like Zelda, if you're going to do something as bold as to give it DLC, you really need to kind of give the consumer options for it because just sort of chucking it out there and saying, well, it's one fixed price. You can't buy it separately. Um, that's going to really sort of create a divide in the market. So I can completely understand where they're coming from in that one. Yeah, yeah, and a lot, a lot of it could be down to wording because it is, it could be just seen there. They're seeing it as one expansion. They're not calling the season pass, from what I can tell. Mm. Um, and it's just coming in two sections. So I love that they're doing everything they can to avoid calling it a season pass. But you think, well, come on, it, it's a season <laughs> pass. That's what it is. That is what it is. Come on, just come up. Well, that's true. Yeah, the, just I don't know season season pass do have a to be honest DLC has a something like dirty. Um, <laughs> oh, it's, it's definitely it's definitely a, a sort of a dirty word, but the fact is, it's a dirty word that sells. So you know, yeah, yeah. I don't know because I I like to think of like Dark Souls. They have the DLC, but I I, I think of it as expansion. I, I'm buying an expansion. <laughs> mm. DLC is like skins and junk that I'm never going to buy. Um, yeah, there is that anyway. side of it. But I mean, I bought plenty of DLC that has been actual proper story content and I've just, I've never seen it because I've never played that game again. So, you know, that's that's money well spent on my part. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I'm laughing at you, but I've got both Witcher expansions with the Gwent cards sitting on my shelf and I haven't played those yet, but I wanted the Gwent cards. Well, that's fair enough. Well, if you're a collector of it, then, you know, you've got an extra incentive. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, Sean, do you want to take the next two? They're kind of similar. Yep. Uh, first one's from a friend of the show and everything, Brian Wade, and he says the Switch T-shirt is hilarious. Which, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can see that, especially for all the people who are going to be playing it on Wii U and thinking, "What's all this? What's this about?" So, yeah. And then we have a uh, David Petroco who says, uh, "The shirt is weird, but it turns out good. Then more Breath of the Wild is good. Not coming out for a while. Don't have to buy now." Which exactly. is exactly. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, good stuff. I, I think it's just interesting seeing that that Nintendo mm. are doing this. They seem yeah. to be changing their approach to things with their mobile games and and switch um i'm hoping they kind of change their copyright um stuff with youtube going mm. forward because it seems a bit convoluted at the moment mm. but we will see um so i think sean you put this next news item on the notes did you the uh yes i did yeah. yep yeah so um the surge is the uh the uh, next, uh, what is it, Deck 13? Mm, yeah. Is a uh, follow-up from the Lords of the Fallen, which is, uh, I think, it generally, I didn't like Lords of the Fallen, but, um, you know, this is interesting because it's, uh, this is a gameplay trailer. They released trailer number two, and it's, you know, sci-fi. Some people are calling it Souls, but I, I think I've watched the two gameplay trailers, and I put this in the notes because, it's it's interesting. Like I, I thought, Lords of the Fallen was bad, and mm. uh, I didn't like how clunky it was because I'm sort of learning that from my own personal tastes. I like something that edges more towards the faster side than the slower side mm-hmm. when it comes to 
these you know kind of game like souls like games I, I tend to like the faster versions and mm-hmm. um so i was curious by the surge though because it's sci-fi and i was kind of up on it on gameplay trailer one but i have to admit that i think trailer two unsold me on it mm-hmm. and i don't think i don't yeah. think it was anything that it did differently like i think i just the more i saw of it i think one of the big things is is i think the aesthetics are garbage mm. like um it's it's the sci-fi part alone isn't bad like it looks all right but it's mostly for me like the weapons that they showed in this trailer the more mm. weapons i see the more they all look like sticks with boxes on them and stuff yeah like, they're just they're just so boxy and um and Lords of the Fallen had this for me, but when they, the contact, like it doesn't feel like it, it looks like everyone's using um, styrofoam weapons mm. and they just it, happen to knock people down. It just, it, there's a huge disconnect for me. Yes. I was, I was, I watched this um, and I don't think I put my finger on that when I was playing Lords of the Fallen. Cause I, I played it. I finished it. It was okay enough, but it was real problems with it that I had. Oh, um, don't don't say that. Richard's gonna slaughter you for saying that. <laughs> He's gonna um, slaughter you. But oh. you you had the yeah, that's right. He's got his murder gloves. He might as well use them. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, you had you had exactly how I how how I felt about this because I sat there and watched it this morning um, when you posted it. Is that yeah the combat? it's sort of like dark souls but it's not executing it the same way mm. yeah it's it's got a weird rhythm mm. yeah and it, it's right like you're hitting the enemy and they're animated but there's it's there's no actual visceral kind of feel to that hit whereas i don't know with dark souls you you feel those connections you see those connections and you get those connections whereas watching this i was like he's just swinging and then the dude's kind of reacting because he's meant to not because he's actually been hit (laughs) and that's i think now seeing this is how the problem i had with uh lords of the fallen was this exact same problem um i never explain it right i tried to explain it about four and a last week in the podcast but it seems overly animated to the actions as well um Mm. Dark Souls is beautifully hand animated, and I think that's the problem that's been identified with Dark Souls Two is that they went to motion caption, mm-hmm. and they obviously realised that wasn't the way to go, and went back to hand like manually animated. And your character, you push the button, it reacts and starts the attack instantly. Whereas this feels like there's kind of too much wind up yeah. and flair in the movement, yeah, which takes away. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah it felt like you'd be pressing a button like every few seconds almost like it just seemed like there's always like these mini like it's yeah it's like just way too much going on and it seemed Mm. like boring to like Mm. control and it's weird to feel that just from a video because Mm. normally that's something you really feel when you're playing but it just looked so disconnected Mm. yeah yeah i got the exact same feeling um from the video did you did you watch this joss yeah yeah i did yeah it did seem to be kind of the animation seemed to be overcompensating for the level of depth that the combat the the combat wants to give you um it seems to be just you press a button and your character does a cool looking thing and you don't really have to do that much uh the one game that it did quite remind me of um for some reason was um oh was it unreal tournament the leandry 
conflict or something like that. It, it kind of the aesthetic of it kind of reminded me of that, and the combat and the weapons, which did look like real awful weapons, to be fair. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the the combat and the aesthetic just didn't really do anything to set it for me in terms of what they're going for. I think that there are games either out there already or that are set to be coming out that just look so much better than what this is offering. So. I don't really know what they're hoping to achieve, but yeah. yeah. And there's yeah. a weird thing too, where um, um, it's it's in the notes. Of, so they 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 talked about having some sort of range thing, and it comes out in the form of having a drone that sort of like a, just attacks independently that you can release. And I guess you can load it out differently, which sounds like a kind of cool system. Mm-hmm. But the thing, like but the mm-hmm. thing that bothers me is like, um, it's when when there's sci-fi like. I like to have like I've I grew up like with Warhammer, you know, Star Wars and stuff. So I know like all the sci-fi stuff I got into growing up and that I still enjoyed has like melee combat, you know, in their like universe. But like it just when it's sci-fi, I'm like, why don't you just use a gun? And um mm. and and a lot of this 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 being the way in which they sort of figured out a way to do a sci-fi game, but really they wanted to do a melee game. The mm. way they resolved it wasn't quite like it. I, I think it'd be hard for me to suspend disbelief that some of these people aren't just carrying guns, especially in this one, mm. when they show these guys coming out with like flamers and grenade launchers, it's like, you guys have the technology. You, mm. you guys can make projectiles. So why I just, it's hard for me to, I think that's the challenge for any of these games is to convince me that, they shouldn't just be using guns on each other. Hmm. I didn't think about that, but now I'm not going to not think about it. Because <laughs> yeah. right. they actually go to the, the, they actually say specifically, this is a slightly a futuristic version of our Earth where climate change is destroyed and there's companies who are working on fixing it and, and things have gone wrong and made people crazy and made mutants, I don't know, all sorts of things. They, they talk about this. So it's our world, like an AK would sort out most of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. it doesn't even need to be a laser gun. Like mm. a handgun would take out these guys. Um, yeah. yeah. And your drones have plenty of guns on them. So it's, it's confusing why you're not just holding a giant box gun and mm. instead of using your giant box mace. Mm. So. Yeah, yeah. The, the the trouble is when you're trying to make a, a sci-fi game like that is you you want to make it with a world. It's got to be the world and the story that draws you into it, really. Mm. Or, or at least for me, it, if you're going to do sci-fi, it's such a strange genre to actually make a game out of because if you haven't got the the believable, compelling world and the story with characters that make you what intrigued as to what's going on. The combat is just not going to sell it. The combat should be really basically just an extra to that. Because sci-fi is just... There's so many different types of sci-fi now. And there's so many different games and films and TV series. And even books that do sci-fi. So you you kind of need to have something that pushes the envelope a little bit. Otherwise you just basically... Nobody's going to look at it. And they're just going to take one look at it and think... Well, it's just... It's got terrible combat anyway it's got a world that i don't really want to be in because it looks bland and it's not got any characters that i care about and so you need it just didn't have the impact that it should do because it needs to be eye-catching and if it's not eye-catching then you're just not going to sell anything yeah, I mean, seriously, in next month you have Mass Effect coming out, which exactly. has a similar, a similar exactly. and better aesthetic. Yeah. And then in that same month you have Prey coming out, which looks mm-hmm. 
10,000 times cooler than this for like what, yeah. how they deal with sci-fi. So it's just, yeah, it's, it's just, it's kind of a bummer. Cause like, I want them, I want anybody who takes inspiration from souls to make a cool game because I like, I like the stamina management, but I like, I think this is enough separated from that where I'm not even sure that I think they're just making a kind of bland sci-fi game at this point. So. Mm, pretty much Hard, hardcore RPG. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm still slightly interested, and I'd be keen yeah. to try it. Um, hope they bring yeah. a demo. Yeah, um, I mean, I I might try a little bit because like the robots were derpy, but in a way that I kind of almost enjoyed how like kind of goofy they were. But mm. that would be the only thing that would maybe draw me toward it. But yeah, the the other thing that the narrator of this trailer mentioned was that they aiming for a Metroidvania level design approach so like you go through like labs and stuff and there are things that you can't activate because you don't have the right access codes or the right gear or the right level to open them i mm. i don't know i don't like about having to go back through stuff is is my main problem um it has to be done very well like it, it and i i don't i don't from what i remember of lords of the fallen i i you don't want to have to go back through something that's pretty linear to go unlock stuff it definitely has to have a very interwoven world for me to it has to give me like a reason like and provide shortcuts and ways to make it easier because there were places where you could have to go back and do things but Mm. i don't know there were just some weird stuff in lords of the fallen like those crystal there were like the the portal realms that you would go to and i never really understood how they all worked and what the point of them were (laughs) and and i'm just (laughs) and i remember i'm going back and having to find stuff but it was so hard to remember where things were yeah and there was no other reason to go back except to unlock that chest or that item or that door and i worry that it's just if the reward needs to be worthwhile like if you're going back and you gotta remember where this was and you had no other reason to go back and you go back and it's just another weapon that's not any good like mm-hmm. or it's not better than what you've already got and i i have concerns when they say things like that um if if the level design is interweaving and you you need to go back through rooms and areas and like the events are changing Mm. then fine but if it's just that you have to remember to go back to lab one six seven out of (laughs) and and remember (laughs) that there was a chest that you needed a yellow fist to punch um yeah yeah Mm. not so keen on that and also, if they're going to, on the same standard that they have for Lords of the Fallen, I like Lords of the Fallen, not as much as Richard, but I do like Lords of the Fallen to an extent. Um, but the characters in that game were just <laughs> awful. They were so, so bad. bad. The voice acting was terrible. The writing was awful. They just yep. they wrote the characters as if they didn't even care. And if that's the level that you have, the the level of quality then I'm sorry, but I'm just not interested. So Yeah, that that's a huge thing I hate about Lords of the Fallen because I came off of um, Inquisition, which they spend a lot of time with the dialogue and the animating the characters, even if they even if it's sometimes a little weird. If you put Inquisition against Lords of the Fallen and just the way like they animate the conversations, it mm. was very laughable and so like so bad sounding compared to something I had just played. So it it was it stuck out a lot for me. And so in this trailer I was double checking that mm. and the one conversation they had was it was just it wasn't the worst thing ever because they didn't zoom in on their faces like stuff likes to do but mm. like it the dialogue the the guy sounded very bland at least for just from that little bit of conversation 
Yeah, yeah, I could totally see that. And it's just, yeah, I don't really think anybody's going to be talking about this when it comes out. If it comes out in the same state that it's in at the moment, yeah, no one's going to be talking about it. I I do wish it, I do hope that they do well with it because yeah. <laughs> from what I understand they're a small oh yeah studio, totally like, yeah we're comparing it to um, Bioware you know I yeah to Bioware, <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah Dragon Age they're huge they're like so I I would rather them be more success, successful because yeah. I like to yeah. see the little guy win hmm. um, but yeah it, I know it's got potential it looks quite nice like the the actual visually it was was quite impressive. Um, yeah, and hopefully they've learned a few things. Yeah, yeah hopefully. I, I want it. I want it to be something where people are talking about it, and they're like, "No, it's actually okay." Because that that would be that's my best case scenario. Mm. <laughs> so. Yeah, pleasantly yeah. surprised. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, if they release a demo of it, I'll happily give it a go. But I very much doubt I'm be buying it, especially if you think if it's coming out this year, and you think we've got a yeah. Mass Effect game coming out this year, which is it's a monumental event, a Mass Effect game coming out. You're going to get like the big dogs, so you need to make sure that your shit is in order. Because yeah. <laughs> if it isn't, sorry, but I mean, I I'm as much about voting for the underdog as anybody in the world. But if your shit isn't in order compared to Mass Effect, you're not going anywhere. So mm. yeah, <laughs> it's a shame to see that, or if that is the case, it will be a shame. But they need to learn from things that they did in Lords of the Fallen and actually elaborate oh. on that. So they also need to change the run. The guy looked like, yeah, <laughs> his run was weird. Mm. <laughs> yeah, goofy wobbly legs. Anyway, um, other news: uh, Crash Bandicoot Remaster has been going. Yes, yes. Can't uh, wait for this. June. Yeah, thirtieth of June. Yeah. Uh, the old Bandicoot has a, a nostalgic place in my heart. It was a game I got on my PS1. Mm-hmm. I still kind of, I remember kind of the smell of opening up the new console um, yep. as a kid. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was quite a moment. I still remember I was in the lounge and it was, yeah, it was, it, it was a special moment. And having crashed Bandicoot, I spent, I spent hours. I think I had no memory card when I first played. So I was just redoing the early levels. Mm-hmm. But for me, I think, Crash Bandicoot can stay back in my nostalgia past. <laughs> That's fair um, enough. Yeah. I like I, I get I get the nostalgia, but I just don't think he needs to come back. I don't mm. I don't think I need to play it. But that said, I may it may be a game that I can pick up for Odin to play. Um, yeah. So yeah. yeah. No, I will... you, about you? you were getting it? Yeah, I will definitely be picking this one up. Definitely. Um even if it's just for nostalgia's sake just for me personally seeing one of the first games i ever played well pretty much the first game i ever played really um i mean i've still got my playstation one it still works so you know just it's that was where my gaming life started was with the playstation one and crash bandicoot so i will be buying this purely for nostalgia and how they've actually taken my nostalgia and brought it up into 
this generation that we're currently in so i will definitely be buying this it, even if it's not very good i don't care because to me crash bandicoot although people like to hate crash bandicoot i don't care i like to like things that people don't like so i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna buy it day one and i'm gonna lap it up i'm gonna enjoy it so yeah i'm definitely looking forward to this <laughs> See, so. I, I had my nostalgia fix in um, uncharted 4 playing the crash bandicoot levels <laughs> true true but then i kind of have my nostalgia fix as well when they rebooted Tomb Raider and you think, well, I've been playing this for about 20 years now. So, you know, I'm definitely on board with this, but it's always nice to see one of the first games I played actually make a bit of a a return. And yeah, I'm definitely glad for that. If, if you could actually take that and apply it to Metal Gear Solid one as well, I might be persuaded possibly, (laughs) possibly crash Bandicoot and Metal Gear Solid one. Oh, yeah. I mean, the stranger things have happened in Metal Gear. This, you know, yeah. So that's fine. If he did turn up, I'd be like, "All right, yeah, fair enough. I'm, I'm game for this. Yes, yeah, it's, it's cool." What about you, Sean? Are you, are you a Bandicoot fan? Nope. I, I, I did not come into a PlayStation until this generation. So I have. Uh, okay. He's just wow. that goofy looking. He's one. Of, I, I have a weird history with games and the PlayStation side is something I've just recently switched over to. So I, I've never played a Crash Bandicoot game. Oh, wow. That's yeah. interesting. Just because <laughs> we're on the complete opposite sides of the scale here. That's incredible. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. Yeah, it'd be like if someone said to me, like, you know, I didn't play Kirby. Kirby was my big thing growing up, so... Yeah, so again, I've I've never played a Kirby game, but then I was a bit weird growing <laughs> up. I got a PlayStation One, and then I got a SNES. So I'm I'm one of those weird freaks, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong, I loved my SNES to pieces. I absolutely loved it, but yeah, it didn't come until about two or three years into my PlayStation life. So you've got to think it's almost two thousand by the time I got my NES, uh, my SNES. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. So yeah, yeah. See, I- I guess I'm a few years older than you. The with Crash Bandicoot, it was only really the first one I played. I'd moved on to other games when the other ones came out. Mm. Um, so I've never actually. I don't think I've played. I might played a bit of two. I might have hired it once, but yeah, mm. I only owned one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I remember just completely. I don't know, just ruining Crash Bandicoot one and two. I think I played a bit of three, but I think by the time I had actually got around to playing three. I discovered Metal Gear Solid and well, you know, (laughs) yeah, history speaks for itself. (laughs) You know, I mean, I was, I was eyeing up um, Metal Gear collectible stuff on eBay earlier, just as a little bit of retail therapy. And I thought, do you know what? That's, that's really tempting. So, you know, it's still got its hooks in me even to this day. So it's, it's never going to be another, that's another series I've actually never played a game of. Yeah, you need to play Metal Gear Solid 1 just because of how groundbreaking it was for the time. Yeah, you need to play it. It was so good. Yeah. Well, speaking of Metal Gear Solid, we, we apparently got new names, or it's a bunch of us Twitter people. Um, <laughs> I couldn't uh, believe it. Big Boss. Uh, yeah. Brian Wade is Bigger Boss. I'm Biggest Boss. Uh, Jeremy is Larger Boss. <laughs> I haven't thought of mine yet. So I mean, this all happened during my I, first. My I, gave, I gave you the name. You got, you got um, bearded snake. <laughs> I'll take that. I didn't even see that message. I will take that. That's fine by me. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'll take that. So I mean, all of that happened during my the first half of my shift at work today. So yeah, I just yeah, checked and... on my break and saw it was like that and thought, oh, okay, fine. 
and Cliff with his saltiness took um, unbalanced boss. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, because he's so salty. Do you see? Do you see? He sent he sent Neo back as well. Yeah, oh, he's just hiring it. That's yeah. To be honest, I think yeah. it's probably a good thing for his sanity. Yeah, you know? yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. But I really genuinely thought he was going to stick it out. I really did. And then I I read earlier that he sent it back. And oh man, okay, fine. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. If it's if somebody's playing a game and they don't like it, I'm not going to force them to play it because that's you know that's a waste of time. But yeah, it really seemed like he was be- just beginning to click with it, and then nope. <laughs> Yeah, well, so. and I, I'm, I know everybody has their their own their own way they interpret challenge and stuff. But I, I couldn't help. I didn't say anything, but I'll say it here when he's not here to respond. <laughs> I, I have a four month old who I play Neo holding. So, <laughs> so uh, like I, I I beat I beat I've beaten um all the bosses I've played so far holding holding a baby. So I, I'm one of the few people who can say that having a having a newborn is tough. But it's not. It doesn't make it impossible. <laughs> Fair enough. Very um, true. Well, that's a good, great segue. We just kind of did moving into games we've been playing. Ah, see, I'm <laughs> very professional. <laughs> um, so we have all been playing it. Um, so yeah, just chum with some Neo talk, I guess. I suppose so. I mean, the, again, I've had not a lot of time this week, so it's basically going to be you two guys because I don't really have too much to say about it, simply because. I haven't really put too much time into it. I'm now at the submission with the boss. Was it the boss that you put the video up of, Vader, the other day? I can't remember his name now. Uh, it starts with O, ends with Yoki. On Yoki? No, it's the one where it's just the one-on-one duel, the submission. You did put a video oh, up the yes, other day. Oh, the, yes, the, the duel, yes. Um, yeah. I can't remember his name. He's, he's, he's no, one of the... Yeah, you get the sword. You get a. He's one of the prince, I think, of one of the clans. Yeah, he's um, a warrior of the west, isn't it? Yes, warrior yeah. of the west. Um, yeah, which is some cool gear. Uh, yeah, it. Yeah, it's a pretty tough challenge that one. Uh, yeah, I that. Yeah, so the, I got to that and I tried it this morning and I thought it's just not happening. So, <laughs> yeah, so that's that's about where I am at the moment. Well, that's one of the things I've enjoyed with um, with Neo. Um, I found it hard at times, and you're like, "This is impossible." But <laughs> and like the enemies seem to move in matrix speeds, and mm, then within do. a few like a few attempts and times, you seem to be, I seem to be now being able to see the matrix. So, like you can, and you're able to move, and you're like just like you're like Bruce Lee says, "Be like water." You're just moving around, and you're just like organically dodging and stuff and you're like well, a few few attempts to go i couldn't even see these attacks and now i'm like dodging through them and around them it's i don't know it's like a it's like a beautiful ballet and dance or something i don't know i'm so, i'm um, sorry i'm sorry to say this but you are becoming neo <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry somebody had to say it and oh, i chose to point. be one <laughs> no. Yeah, sorry. Somebody had to say it, and I thought I'd uh, I'd fall on the sword on that one. That might be a, t- a fantastic uh, title. Something <laughs> Neo, having a picture of Neo. Yeah, spell it. Ne- yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It's just I'm just baffled by how much of there is of amount of this game there is in this game. <laughs> that, that was terribly explained. Uh, I, a I <laughs> <laughs> a few um i'm trying to explain it most generations when they when the new generation console comes out the new games tend to be very glitzy and pretty but lack substance for me 
like we saw that with um, some of the earlier games on PS2, uh, PS3. They were all very shiny and pretty, but mm. they, there was just very little game to them. They were mm. just like, they were just experiences almost. Um, mm. and it, that is a very broad stance, and it's not it's not hundred percent true across all games, obviously. Mm. Whereas this just feels, I'm just having so much fun with it. Like, mm. um, like I say, I really enjoy Dishonored, mm. but this is just so much more enjoyable like i don't know how yeah it's just there is it's like playing one of these games i'm playing um i think uh cj and patty described it as a ps2 game but in, mm. in uh, obviously in not in in, in, a, in most complimentary way possible oh yeah uh, definitely. it's just got so much depth and uh character to it uh there's side missions that are fun to do there are there are different mechanics to learn um, different play styles you can adapt to, and it's just I'm just really in, 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 intrigued by it. I find the level design quite um, quite good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I played a level the other night, and um, Mr. Mr. Tur- is it Turk or Turch? I don't know how to say it. Like I'm terrible with pronunciation of things. I uh, I pronounce it Turch, but I mean, feel free to correct us via Twitter and if we're pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> Maybe send us a voice, uh, a sound bite of you saying it. <laughs> so the only, only way we can actually learn. Um, poor Stephen Veyu changed his name into phonetic so we could actually say his name. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, he was watching on the stream when I was playing and I was it's, I was playing terrible. I was dying lots. But the level itself was the challenge, not the enemies. The enemies I could manage. But the way they were laid out amongst the level was what the challenge was and i just found that a fascinating twist like yes mm. it was platform i had to kind of uh move around and i kept falling into holes and stuff but it kind of created an interesting challenge that was different than just your normal level and it, what i'd seen earlier in the game which was just you couldn't fall anywhere it was just like a flat ground through mm. a through a village and that itself was a beautifully designed level that the fishing village i found um yeah, and so the, the challenge for this that level was the level itself, not the enemies. Mm. And I, I, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, I really like Neo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's it's kind of interesting because I've I've clicked with Neo a lot more than I thought I would. Like I'm I'm really into it right now, and I, I'm not as far along because I got it a little later, and I mm-hmm. don't have a terrible amount of time to play, but. Um, yeah, it's it's tough now because my sort of my schedule for things was I figured I'd get Neo and do whatever with that before Horizon came out, mm-hmm. and then I would just switch over to that. But now I'm looking at it and I'm just because uh, now you know I'm not ready to I'm not ready to s- switch over yet, and I know that that's that's going to be a pretty big game itself. So I'm uh, mm. I'm I'm very pleasantly surprised with how much I like Neo, and for a lot of the the, the same reasons where it's like. I think that there's definitely comments to make about like, you know, maybe it has too many systems or maybe it can be a little bit punishing sometimes, but I find that those things while simultaneously being good criticisms of the game are also like good points. If you enjoy them, like I think mm. there's a lot of systems, but at this point in the game, as I'm starting to wrap my head around some of them, I haven't even done much with blacksmithing yet and all that stuff, but just just all these little perks, and while, and then you can complain, like, oh, maybe some of the perks are minimal, but they're still kind of fun. Like, there's just, like, a lot of it, it's just, I'm having a lot of fun playing Neo, and I don't, I, 
while it's hard, I find it a lot more fun to play with the systems than I get frustrated with some of the challenges. So Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, well put. Better than I did. <laughs> um, but even just the little things that, like, um, CJ on the recent podcast, The Twin Humanities, he sold Paddy on the game by talking about just talking about the top hat um <laughs> from the start of the start the start level in london and that having that level as a surprise really engaged me with the game i was so mm. surprised to be saying in the tower of london um it was just a great way to start i'm super glad they kept that that hush hush yeah. if, the, mm. if that was in the announcement trailers and stuff it, it wouldn't have been yeah it would just lost its magic um and they're talking about a beef eaters that the the english uh guard soldiers um mm, yeah. London. um the fact like patty was so excited and you you lose that gear when you first start on in the japanese the fact is that you can play in japan as a english beef eater or a medieval knight mm. it's fantastic and then you have the refashion. So you can get yourself the most samurai gear that's really good. And you can refashion it to look like <laughs> an English soldier. Yeah. So Paddy can, I just love that Paddy can go through wearing a top hat that's really <laughs> low level to start off with, but actually make the really high level gear look like that top hat. Mm. And I think that's just super, a, a, a great concession to make for mm. just... And it, it's a, it's an awareness of what the end user wants. Like we want to look good as we play. Like a lot of a lot of players, I don't spend a whole lot of time worrying about how I look. Um, but there are people who really really enjoy that, and I reckon I think it's cool that they've added that functionality into the game and made it feasible and not out of the reach of people. Um, yeah. yeah. Mm, and just to uh, camp on the, and not not to. Um... I think I think the the game is like there's some one shot kills and stuff that are obnoxious like but the thing is is the the thing there's this question of if the game's balanced or not you know like Cl- Cliff didn't find it to be balanced <laughs> but um I like I, I the the reason I rally against saying that it's unbalanced so easily is that like one of the things I love about the game is in any given situation you could choose a different weapon, which is easy to be proficient in different weapons. You can choose a different one of three stances, which definitely impact how you play with each weapon. And then you have items and you have charms. And some people, I could see that being a negative because there's just too much behind that. But to me, like I think a game's unfair when it doesn't provide the opportunity to get through something more easily. And I, I hate to make the comparison because... Um, I don't think it's a super soulsy game, but I've seen people saying it's like Demon Souls, and I've, the reason I think that Demon Souls is actually a good touchstone is in Demon Souls, no, having a little bit of knowledge about the game makes it infinitely easier, like any Souls game. But mm-hmm. Demon Souls was a lot more gimmicky than the other ones, mm-hmm. and there's a like there's a lot more systems that were a little more heavily punishing, and I loved that about Demon Souls, and I love it about Neo. How like um, for instance, the most recent like major boss I beat was the uh, vampire lady, mm-hmm. and at first she just seemed like completely unfair, but mm-hmm. when I finally beat her, it was it was a really great feeling because I I had put on gear to make it easier, which I think the paralysis paralysis thing's a little annoying. But mm-hmm. like I changed my stance, I I equipped out like a new weapon, and I got familiar with it pretty quick. And because I was doing a uh, high stance, 
with, for most of the game with an axe and it was just too slow to get past her. Mm-hmm. So I switched to a mid stance with an axe and I found out that if you hit the dodge button twice, it does a, it does a different dodge, which mm-hmm. I just like discovered organically. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden that just opened up new avenues to fight her with. And all of a sudden the fight was, it felt fair. And when I beat her, it just felt awesome because it felt like I had conquered her, not just like a move set, not just like the pacing felt good, but I also felt like she provided a good tactical challenge for me to overcome as well. Mm. Yeah, and that's exactly what I was trying to say with that kind of, the that's who I was thinking of when I was talking about the speed of it. Like when you first encounter her, she moves so quickly and it just feels like, what? How am I supposed to react to these? (laughs) Like she's just attacking without me kind of now see it but then yeah as you say you adapt i was using the dual um dual swords mm-hmm. and the damage output it just is not enough because those weapons rely on multiple hits but really only could get one hit in mm-hmm. and so i switched to a straight katana and the one hit was doing more and so i was able to yeah do more damage in a quicker period of time um and as you say each, each stance has its own role and movement technique um which change which are more useful on certain enemies the low stance has like it. You actually kind of do a American football uh, spin yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, away from the tack, which is super useful against certain enemies. Because um, one thing I do like with this game, the hitboxes seem to be quite very realistic to the weapon. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. side, you can slide down like inch, like centimeters from the side of a spear and not get damaged. Mm. Um, and, and and yeah so they'll miss you and it's just that slight change of your position will be enough to to avoid that being hit and then you can strike um yeah lots, yeah, and, lots to it yeah yeah there's just there's just tons going on and um when i uh i wrote in last time about it i, w- I complained about how much it does tutorializing and i still i still think that it's sort of inelegant i imagine that it was a development issue why they sort of have it broken up into different places but even with all those tutorials, I didn't realize for the longest time that I wasn't really getting the key pulse correct because I got the dodge so fast mm-hmm. that I thought after a hit, I could hit it immediately in like key pulse. But I didn't realize that was just giving me like a partial pulse. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and then as soon as I realized that I wasn't purifying things, like because that, that became obvious in the fishing village later on, is like I was so far into the game mm-hmm. that... I just like, I, it popped up again once, like surprisingly far in. And I was like, okay, I'll try it again. And then I got it correct. And that makes a huge difference against yokai, like the ability oh, to actually purify. Like, cause what, one thing that I enjoy is you're not just looking at their health bar, but I'm looking at their stamina bar probably more than anything or their key, yeah. because like, that's the way to win a fight is to get them to stop moving for a moment. So yeah um i don't know if you've unlocked it but there's actually an ability to key pulse while dodging and yeah that yeah that changes yeah. the game drastically yeah yeah and uh, i was hitting it i was hitting it too fast and then i had to sort of retrain myself in how far from someone i was so that i could actually pulse versus just dodging out of things quickly mm. so mm. it's it, i just i love the uh like that one of the things that makes me feel like the game like it's very technical is like like this game, like, like souls and like any game with this sort of like sort of detailed combat or this like one-to-one, like you're saying combat where you swing, you press a button, it all finishes that like 
you can feel like that real flow of combat and you can also feel when you're off that flow and it just it feels so good to be fighting against a tougher enemy or a boss and just have that flow of just like hit hit like dodge but then mm-hmm. you have to pause and there's a, there's a real rhythm to this game that i think is uh it makes the moment to moment gameplay just feel so good to me mm-hmm. yeah uh, i'm exactly with you on that one um yeah really 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 fun i i'm not a loot person so that's my biggest complaint with it there's a bit too yeah. much loot um yeah. and i think it i said this to mr turk turch last night when i was streaming when he was watching um it feels a little contradictory because i don't know if you've done a mission where um josh you must have uh where you get you get asked to go retrieve a family sword yes yeah i've done that um, one yeah it's not yeah. really a spoiler because it's a side mission. It's not, mm. but you get that you go retrieve it, and I think you end up having to do it a second time. And the, mm. the, 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 the kind of the, the head of the family is like, "Oh, my son's useless. You know, this would be more useful served with you and the work mm-hmm. you're doing with the York guy kind of thing." Yeah. And, it, and giving someone a sword in Japanese culture, especially ancient Japan, is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, these swords they were believed to hold souls and spirits, and yeah. and they were family heirlooms. And then you get it. And that's a huge honor. And then you go and <laughs> go and melt it down. And then yeah. you can you can remake other versions of it. And so I, I find story wise, it contradicts mm-hmm. with the yeah. the loot yeah, drop system. Yeah. Oh, um, and there's the uh, familiarity because I, I noticed in one of the loading screens they talk about familiarity, and basically mm-hmm. it's what you said is the idea is like they think that even like gods can inhabit swords and stuff like mythology mm. like. So, yeah, it's super weird to just give away, like, a family heirloom because you're like, oh, well, this is just another thing to grind into my my blacksmithing machine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think story-wise, it's a cool, like, feature, like, having you, the the gaijin, the foreigner, who's been respected enough as a samurai to receive that weapon. Mm It's super cool kind of story beat. But the, yeah, the mechanics, <laughs> it, just, it, just, it, yeah. Is, it is a conflict with me. And so I, I, I obtained the Warrior of the West gear and mm. I received it from beating someone at Jewel. And that is a huge honor. But then, so I feel like I need to keep it and wear it. And so I kind of haven't been changing it. But in reality, I need to just get past that and just put, wear whatever's the, the best. Mm. Whereas for me, I'm wearing what, like the gear that seems more like, yeah, um, important. But that's not how it works mm. in this game. Mm. I need to get past that as my hang-ups. But there is a conflict between yeah. the story and the, the mechanics mm. uh, in that regard. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, from a story point of view, is that all of that stuff seems to happen to you just a little bit too quickly for my liking. Is just yeah. When you think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you think I've been here two minutes and I've done what <laughs> two or three missions, and you're giving me this stuff. Is like, surely this would take years really for me to get i know that you need to shorten it for the convenience of the player but you don't need to shorten it to the extent where i only have to do three missions and then i'm considered honorable enough to get this equipment it just seems a bit off to me yeah that's a good point that's a good point um i i I do like how they have the times and the the date well not times the dates Mm -hmm. appear when you do a mission um it it does feel like there is this progression of time and and you and in reality we don't have plant there's no planes and cars so you would be in that area for a reasonable amount of time Mm -hmm. just with the traveling and the staying um things move slower back then than they do now Mm. Um, yeah but yeah good point good point yeah um also just to relate back to the um the ability to uh retrieve your key when you dodge i found that so helpful because i often found that whenever i 
did the key pulse because I was in such a panic because it was usually in a boss fight. I'd actually accidentally switch um, from mid to low stance, and <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't even actually notice it until I noticed that my particular dodge animation changed. I think why why has it changed to this? Oh, I've actually changed stance. So it was just to unlock that ability really helped me because I felt that was a bit of a flaw in the game design. How they sort of they map the same button for the key pulse as one to actually change your stance. Maybe that's just that's a personal gripe of mine, but it did actually it caught me off guard more times than I would have wanted it to. So it was a bit of a um, I'm not really too sure about that, but it's just me, I think. Yeah. No, no, I think that's happened to me as well. Mm. Um, I haven't had it been too detrimental. I have died once because of it, um, but there are there is an ability that if you change stance while key pulsing you get like you can get a buff or something i think it is i can't remember exactly what it was but there is yeah. there, there is yeah. an ability that ties in with that yeah so it kind of does make sense yeah um that's fair there is a lot going on the control there are a lot of buttons to push <laughs> yeah yeah, there definitely is, especially when you're in a boss battle and you're definitely sort of in the heat of it and you think, oh, man, that just that's the last thing I needed. I've got enough to concentrate on without having to worry about what stance I'm in. Because, I mean, yeah. I, I typically stick to mid-stance just because I find that it, it offers me the kind of the combat that I want. So to yep. just accidentally change it to low stance is a bit, it's a little bit annoying. It's not a major gripe or anything, but it is a bit of a... Yeah, if you could have mapped that to a different button, I would have appreciated that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I've actually noticed that I I really blitzed a few of the abilities for the for the for the weapon I was using the axes quickly, like the dodging for the key pulse. But mm. I've actually found out that I've like I've gotten more points, but I've sort of stalled on it just because like I think it's a mindset change that I'm still working around. But I don't like my controller to become too complicated. Mm-hmm. So I think part of me has started like sort of stalled on getting more abilities. I'm sure I'll have to adapt at some point, but I've sort of just gotten to the point where like I got like the parry and stuff. Like I got stuff that like for my weapons that I thought I should have had initially, but then I've actually stopped like worrying about getting more of them because it's sort of what I want to have. And I can't decide if that's like, cause you get a lot of points for your weapons pretty fast. You get a lot of samurai points pretty quickly in the game, but yeah. mm-hmm. I still can't decide if some of those things like the, like the pulse dodge and the parry and some of those things, like they just feel like they're so integral to how I play the game that I wish, like I can't decide if they should have just been part of the game mm-hmm. from the start, but yeah. it's, it's sort of something where I think, I think that is an area where I'm expecting it to be more like souls, but it's sort of its own thing and I just have to sort of reconcile that. But mm-hmm. I think I like having like, especially pairing is so skill-based that to spend points on it and then to be bad at it, it's like, well, most of the work happens just from skill. So just let me, just instead of making it an RPG element, just let it be an action element. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is yeah, that is a good point. Um, I actually find that parry can be, I might, I'm tempted to remove it because I find I'll, go to release guard to strike <laughs> I, yeah it's so i end up parrying instead and so there's mm. just this moment of me looking like a fool and then, then the dude hits me yeah. <laughs> uh, um so i'm tempted to actually remove parry just because of the, the just those times the timing mm. but th- but that's what's so good i guess as well the flip side yeah. is there's so much customization yeah that your play style 
you can actually have these different attacks i i love the kick i love doing like a, a two hit two three hit combo and then following up with a boot that takes a good <laughs> chunk of their key off yeah um and or kicking them into the water <laughs> <laughs> or off a ledge that is fun oh yeah. that's the good ledges um have you guys tippy toed on the ledges yet you must have uh no i don't think so you you've got a lot if you get knocked towards an edge you lose balance oh, yeah yeah <laughs> and you can actually oh. regain yourself by yeah. being if you're quick you can dodge um yeah. and roll back onto onto safety oh no wait, i've done that. that i've done that yeah. once yeah yeah no there, there was one time i was uh i was fighting a yokai and i i actually dodged onto the edge of the ledge and i saw that he was balancing and i managed to dodge off the edge and around the yokai so i was quite chuffed for that but uh but then he went and killed me by knocking me off the edge of the ledge so i kind of <laughs> you know yeah yeah out of the but, fire uh, into the out of the frying pan into the fire yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah pretty much i, I just like i like that because i i had a fight last night there was really a really tight spot um there was water surrounding me it was a very narrow space and he the, the yokai killed me and then i came back and then it was, you know, a real tight fight, very little space, big bulky yokai. And there that happened is uh, I roll through him, almost fall off. Then, you know, you've you got to be quick. You've got to, it's very, very, only a small window of opportunity to roll mm-hmm. back onto that safety. And yeah, it just feels cool when you actually pull it off and mm-hmm. it leads yeah. to a victory. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So it's only happened once. I'm sure it'll happen plenty more times, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, also, because I I think one of the things that drove me to uh, get away from the high stance a little bit with the axe is that the strong attack, you do like a flip. Mm. It's a two-hit like flip thing, and I, I yep. killed myself too many times in the caves because I hit the strong attack in high stance and just flipped myself over an edge. Hmm. <laughs> which looks pretty funny yeah. it's pretty funny to like watch someone just like do like a somersault into an abyss but it's it got a it got a little tiring but like you said that's the nice thing is then in the low stance like you hardly move anywhere with your mm, hits yeah. you're, you're very tight and close to you which is good for those situations mm. Mm. very cool definitely um have we shown neo enough love <laughs> yeah i think so <laughs> then we talk about it for like half an hour so yeah might as well. um, yeah, I should move on probably. Um, um, yeah. Who wants to? Who wants to do? Sean, do you want to tell us about another game you've been playing? Sure. I'm interested to hear about what you think about Titanfall Two. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So for uh, um, I got I got Titanfall Two sort of while I was waiting for Neo because I'm um, I have GameFly, so I have, I have like a two disc like trial. You know, so I figured, oh, you know, I don't have anything else right now, and uh, I'd heard some good recommendations from from various people in the community, so I decided to pick it up. And um, right now, I'm just past the factory stage. Uh, I've been playing Neo this week, so I stalled mm-hmm. on it for the moment. But yeah. Titanfall Two, like it, it just uh, I haven't. I wanted something where I wasn't too worried about the story, and I just wanted to have some fun with it. Mm. And man, Tenfall really like really is good for just like enjoying a game because I, I don't yeah. play it difficult. I have it on like the you know standard difficulty, mm-hmm. but the movement in that like the shooting is okay. Like the just the person shooting, like I don't really care about like the actual gunplay a whole lot, but like mm-hmm. running around feels so good. Mm. And I can't imagine playing a shooter again that doesn't have like that sort of quick movement because it's just so much more fun and like pretty tactical. Just like going up to some guys, just banking on a wall and just jumping over them. It just feels so good and it mm. feels so cool to just to do that. Yeah. And um 
And then uh, I, I was the something I was surprised by was I thought the robot part would be fun because you know playing a big robot, but those, those I found like I don't I haven't looked to see what general consensus is, but I've I've thought that the boss fights are actually really fun, mm. like fighting another person in a robot, like because I like the first that first like uh, Titan you get where yeah. you can absorb and shoot the bullets back at people. Mm-hmm. And I just, I find that the pace of it just feels really good where like trying to get your shield up, then firing back at them with some like lock on rockets. And it just, it's just like really cool. Like, so it's funny cause I like to move around more as a person, but I like to like fight more in the Titan. So mm-hmm. it's, it's nice when you can sort of get that. And uh, I thought that the fact, I think the game really like, you know, like I was playing it for fun, but once I got to that factory stage, I know I'm gonna have to like play the game through now because the factory stage really blew my mind. Like just just banking off of things as you're going through this mm. this this factory where they're building stuff. It, it was just like so visually stunning, but it also felt so much fun to play through that it it really it really sort of raised the bar of what like a shooter could do in yeah. my mind. Definitely. Dude. Well, it's not just a factory. It's a factory building whole cities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. So cool. yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. It's the, it's the kind of game where you, you start playing it and you think, yeah, okay, I can kind of get behind this. And then you'll just reach that point where something happens and you think, okay, yeah, you've you've totally got me now. It's just the, yeah. the control and the, the feel of the movement and the, I don't know, the, the pace of it because it's so quick compared to a lot of yeah. first-person shooters I've played recently. It's just so fast and so in your face and it's especially the, the campaign is always giving you something fun to do but it doesn't that fun part it gives you doesn't overstay its welcome. It's, it's there long enough for you to say, I've had fun doing this, now let's make you do something else. It's, it's completely, it was in the end it turned out to be my game of last year it was just so good to play um the boss fights were just although they weren't anything groundbreaking there wasn't too much strategy to them it was just it just felt good it made yeah it made yeah it just made you feel like such a badass um (laughs) it made you feel like you were in an action film and for considering the fact that when they announced that it was supposed to have a campaign everybody groaned at it and then for the campaign to be nothing groundbreaking by any means but for it to be that good was just yeah just completely blew me away and i'm definitely going to play that multiple times yeah i'm really hoping i could round it out because i like i the next game i want to get through through gamefly is is um horizon so i i may i may potentially bounce bounce off neo for a few days to get titanfall wrapped up because it's it's also a pretty funny game like i was you know it's like it's i actually maybe the banter is like i don't know i i i didn't really believe people when they said that there was like the relationship between bt and your mm-hmm. main characters anything special but you really start to like kind of like chuckle and you sort of just quickly fall into this little banter that they have with you know just the typical sort of robots not understanding certain like nuances sort of thing but it's it's entertaining enough to just like I like I like to play a game when I'm smiling sometimes and that definitely fills mm-hmm. that role for me. Yeah. So. Yeah. It it completely yeah. nails that where just because everything it gives you is just so much fun and you just, you can't help but smile. You don't even realize you're doing it. You just you can't help but do it. So yeah, I absolutely I adore that game to pieces. Yeah. Very good game. Yeah, I really do. Um, very, so very... bosses though that you wouldn't have got up to it yet, Sean. So I won't say too much, but there is a boss. I think it might mm. be the last major boss. 
and he was very obnoxious. It was a flying. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. I know the one. I know the one you mean. Yeah, yeah. That, that was pretty much the only letdown I had from the campaign. Was that boss was a little bit crap, but okay. yeah, I, I had real yeah. issues with it. Um, so yeah. let me know what you um, what you yeah. think when you get to it. Yeah. For sure. I'm sure you'll recognise it um, when you get oh, to it. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, to say that it's it's a bit of a pain is not really a knock against the game because it's it's just it's one of those things. It's right at the end of the game. You just think, ah, it's fine. It doesn't matter. It's just it's another hurdle I have to get over to get to the end of the game. So it's nothing major, but it's certainly not the best. And it and the point when that happens, it just it's throwing so much good stuff at you that you think, well, one little bad side compared to all these good sides, it just it really doesn't compare. So, that's exactly it. Um, yeah, me personally, I wasn't. I didn't really get into the multiplayer. Um, I really enjoyed the campaign; thought it was spectacular. Mm. Um, tried the multiplayer, and it just wasn't wasn't digging it. Um, I don't think I'm a not uh, on my multiplayer kind of person. Um, so, no, the the multiplayer is really fun. It's one of those multiplayers for me where I finished the campaign, I started the multiplayer, and found I was actually really good at it, considering the fact that I'd played the multiplayer first. And I had really sucked at it, and then I went and played it straight after the campaign. It was actually pretty good. Um, <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I love that game. I need to play that again. I really do. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Um, yeah, um, Vader. I'd like to know what you think about Yakuza Five. Considering I've heard a lot of people talking about Yakuza Zero recently, I want to know. Yeah, I'm a. I I didn't get into the Yakuza games until three. Hmm. Uh, but I sat and, and with Yakuza three, you could watch the whole story for for one and two. So I sat and what pretty much hours watching the what happened for one oh, and two. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, and just, I remember it, it's kind of what I was alluding at with Neo. It's one of those games. It's just it's a game. Like it has lots of game features and it's mm-hmm. very gamey. And there's just so much to it. Um, uh, it. So I really enjoyed Yakuza, Yakuza three. Uh, played Yakuza. Yakuza Dead Souls, hmm. which yeah, I got know criticized and didn't do too well, but I thought it was a load of fun. Like it's it's a Yakuza zombie game, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I actually really enjoyed it because it was just absolutely daft. Like it was just so silly, but it was, um, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And then y- Yakuza Four, really enjoyed. Uh, I stopped playing a little bit of it because it's quite brutally violent. Uh, so I actually bounced off it because the kids were always around and I didn't play it. And then I lost my save file, so unfortunately I didn't finish it. Hmm. Um, back, but then Yakuza Five, um, it didn't come out for a long time in, in the West. Um, then it came free on PlayStation Plus, and so I grabbed it. And Odin wouldn't let me play in my games room a couple of weeks ago, so I <laughs> sat down down in the lounge and played. So on the PS3, um, some Yakuza Five, and it's again, it's just it's so absurd, but how cool it is at the same time like you're um it's ridiculous i'm playing like i'm the main guy he's a he's an ex-yakuza boss super nice guy even though he beats up people all the time yakuza 3 was about how he kind of left um he'd left the yakuza and set up an orphanage up in north japan and he got pulled back into the, the life of the yakuza for various reasons uh in three and four focuses on other characters, and five is back with um, the, the. I think he's the dragon of. Uh, oh, 
what's the suburb? I've forgotten the suburb's name. Anyways, he's known as the dragon. He's got a big dragon Yakuza tattoo on his back. And he's super, like, uber cool dude. You know, he's the kind of guy who can rock a, a white suit. Not many people can do that. <laughs> Very true. Uh, um, and he's, he's he's gone and runs his orphanage. And now he's left the orphanage and he's down in, uh, oh, where was it? It's, it's, it's South Japan. Can't sure. I can't actually remember the city he's in. Um, and he's a taxi driver. <laughs> Yakuza <laughs> boss is now a taxi driver. And the missions I've been doing are like racing street thugs. <laughs> um, and, like, and it's... You have these um, heat, like when you're in combat, you've got heat attacks where you get like, as you, the more you fight, you kind of build up a gauge and then you unlock as you, as you level up. You can uh, um, do more like super moves and like finishing moves and... Um, kind of wrestling pole drivers and ridiculous things like this to, to like guys you find a street and in the taxi it's the same thing you get heat gauge and you can go into you can activate the like overdrive mode and it's it's ridiculous but it's it's not taking itself too seriously like there's really serious themes there's like there's murders going on there's you know gang uh, warfare and fights and stuff but it doesn't take itself too seriously you can go off and have a street race to try and clean up the streets yeah. Um, and I just it's one of those ones you can sit down and you know it's a game it's not trying to be super realistic but the story is still really good and there's some really good morals and things you can, can get from the game um, and you actually really engage with the characters and and stuff I, I just really rate the Yakuza game so I, I want to play Yakuza 0 mm-hmm. um, and I probably will get it once I finish 5 Um but yeah, it's they're just fun games, like, and little open worlds are, are, are great. Like the 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 detail in the food, like you can go to restaurants <laughs> and it's actually food, like, and it just makes me miss Japan so much. <laughs> um, it's just you love when you see the detail on the food. It's like, all right, Kojima, calm down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I should speak of Kojima. He was down. He was down here in Wellington last week. I remember you saying, yeah. Yeah. It was just um, like yeah, he posted a picture, and it's like yeah, right, right in town. Um, he's here, <laughs> as you do, Peter Jackson. As you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, he, he, was, he met with Peter Jackson and a bunch of people from Witter Studios, the people behind Lord of the Rings. See, so you could have totally gone there because you were in Lord of the Rings. So you could have gone to that and actually met him. Well, yeah, I was, I was in Lord of the Rings, but it doesn't mean I can get into the Witter Studios. <laughs> yeah, you can. You know, you got to believe it. <laughs> you I called my it. wife up when I heard it because she actually visits Witter uh, Studios regularly. She does yeah. a lot of um, like clothing work for them mm-hmm. um, for like the staff. She, um, she like makes clothes for them and uh, repairs and alterations um, and whatnot. So she actually. I was like caught her up and I was like man do you know anyone that can get me in to, <laughs> to meet him she's like no I haven't heard anything sorry <laughs> but um but yeah it was, yeah sorry Kojima sorry, sorry. but yeah Yakuza 5 I really enjoy it I like I like the quirkiness um like as I say so far the main story hasn't really um uh, revealed itself but I'm just having I was just having fun as I say doing these little side missions and well, they're actually main story missions. You've got to do them to progress the story. But I was I was having fun, like yeah, racing street street kids in my taxi. <laughs> mm. um, and you can do missions now uh, that you can pick up passengers, and you actually got to drive safely. 
you know like is your if you guys do, do you guys do this in like grand theft auto or those open world games where you like for some reason you decide to try and drive to like road rules yeah no. no. the games are completely not made for you to do this no yeah i don't i know i know the missus does but i don't i don't do that at all no because that's that's not what those games are made for but apparently she yeah, likes yeah. To, she likes to stick to the rules of the road but I, I always shout at her for doing it. So I, I always try. Like, I don't know why, but it's always like I will go, I'm going to try and stick to road rules. And you'll be like waiting at the lights and some jackass will come flying up and ram you in the back. And you're like, what? Uh, whereas in this, there are missions where you're taking passengers and you have to obey the rules. Um, and the better you do at it, the more tips you, the more rewards you get and the, like, the better rating you get. And I think it's just a fun ridiculous thing that i'm this really really tough yakuza boss who's a taxi driver driving the little old lady to take her shopping home Uh, i think (laughs) i just there's something just bizarrely awesome about it Um, yeah i've heard good things about the the quirky little bits of uh, yakuza it's one of those series i've always wanted to get into but i'd want to just sort of go through the entire series and i I can't give the series the time that it really deserves at the moment so it's it's on the cards for the future well, that, that's what's probably good. Yakuza Zero is probably a good one to pick up because it's mm. it's it's a prequel to the whole series. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, and the way, as I say, way they do the games, they are almost there is an ongoing story, but you, either you can watch the cutscenes within the current game from the previous games, mm. or the, there's enough standalone fun to have that you don't need to. Um, Yakuza Four is 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 very much separated. You're actually mainly playing as a different character. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's actually yeah so you you'd be you'd be able to pick up a game and just enjoy it for what it is to be honest Mm. um each game adds its own quirky mechanics uh and like this one's the taxi driving uh four had a lot of dating sim stuff which i didn't didn't enjoy uh you you ran an escort bar Mm. um not not the too sleazy kind it's the ones where you go in japan where they have a hostess bar sorry not escort Mm. Um, where the ladies, the pretty ladies, sit with the the dudes and just keep them company, um, and so you kind of had to manage them and dress them and give them kind of prettier dresses. I didn't didn't enjoy that part of it. Um, <laughs> it most of that side stuff that you can ignore, but there are uh, uh, aspects of it are um, that, that you have to do certain parts of it for the main story to progress. Um, mm. But yeah, there's lots of fun to be had in these games. Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing it at some point, but uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a little while. But I I want to. I'll probably start with zero and then just work my way through the the series because it, it goes all the way back to the PS2, I think, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Series, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna have to try and pick all them up at some point. But um, the, yeah, from what I've heard, the next one coming out this year is actually I think a remake of the first one. Hmm. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, from what I've heard. Um... Yeah, there's, there's a, they actually did one that was set in ancient, um, like in uh, Edo period Japan. So it was samurais and stuff. Like, oh right, Yakuza yeah. originally started, and it never came. As far as I know, it didn't come to the West. And I want, I want to play that one. Um, <laughs> so all the, the, I think they use the same character models. So you're still playing as like, uh, <laughs> um, as the main character, and the other characters in the game look like the ones from Yakuza. So it's yeah. kind of like Assassin's Creed again, <laughs> going back in time. Uh, <laughs> But um, but yeah, it's all set in in feudal Japan. Um, that looks like a lot of fun. Hmm. 
I'm going to say that that game did come out. It's just called Neo. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be the new... um, It's kind of like Dark Souls. It's going to be... It's kind of like Neo now. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Um, Well, Sean, I'd be interested to hear what you think and to keep our resident part-time guest, Jeremy, happy. (laughs) What do you think about Stardew Valley? All right. Yeah. Well, I, I won't camp out too much on it because Jeremy is. Uh, no, feel free. Exhausted. Feel free. He's not here, so somebody's got to speak for it. <laughs> I just, I just took ten, fifteen minutes talking about Yakuza. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So I, I actually, I got Stardew Valley based upon Jeremy's and Chris's just stories between between this podcast and listening to Chomp Chin. I just, it's, I, I've always. Like like growing up, like I really like stuff like Roller Coaster Tycoon mm-hmm. and like um, other like sort of man like where you're basically like, managing and designing things. Um, so like this seemed up my alley in the sense that like I haven't I haven't really played like a farming game before, but um, I was interested enough just from like you know organizing a farm sounded appealing to me, but um, sort of um, but I I didn't quite have the pull to get into it all the way because I wasn't sure if it would click, but then uh, I, I just had this really shitty week. Like, a, you know, just sort of like, a, you know, I uh, with like new family stuff, new house, like, it, you know, mm-hmm. I was having some, uh, some financial stresses and mm-hmm. uh, like, you know, some just family stresses and then work, you know, I was on like three projects. And so I was just feeling like very stressed about real life. And I've heard that Stardew Valley was a good way to like sort of chill out. So I actually, I sold a, few things on ebay so i could scrape together the 15 dollars for stardew valley and i got that on sort of a whim because i just needed some sort of nice thing and i just fell into it really hard and the the weird thing about stardew valley is like people come to games for different reasons and one of my big things is i I do view games as sort of an escape from real life so the one thing i wasn't sure about stardew valley was if it would be too mundane Hmm. to like you know really feel like that escape but contrary to what i imagined is just just doing that like these things that felt kind of real but didn't have like real life consequences just melded really well with my own real life stresses and the fact that i could sort of live this like semi-realistic life sure i was fighting like skeletons and there's a wizard and stuff so it's it's definitely a game but it was just the the fact that i I could just like say these things like, Oh, I have to get up tomorrow and make sure I go to the store or I have to, you know, make sure I go milk the cow or, Oh, I can't stay up late tonight. There's the festival tomorrow. It was just the fact that like, and when I was playing, I was driving my wife nuts. Cause I was saying these things to her as if and she never knew. Like once I was like, Oh, I need to get to bed. And she's like, Oh, it's pretty early. And I was like, no, it's almost 11 o'clock. And cause I'm talking about Stardew Valley, not real life. And, and so it was just, it's just this interesting experience where I was kind of having a tough time and it really does feel that role. Well, everything about the game they're talking, like I named my farm getaway farm. And the whole thing is about you breaking away from your like office job to go run a farm. Mm -hmm. And it just resonated so well with me that it just really fit that role so perfectly. Like, and the, and the thing is, is now is like, it it sort of helped me feel better in a, in a real like significant like way. And I've actually not played it because like recently because I've been playing Neo and stuff too. But it's also it almost like I do wonder if I will actually return to it because it almost now has this weird role for me, like emotionally, where it seems like the thing where I'd want to go to when I'm down, and mm. then I just sort of leave it in that place. And when I'm just too stressed out with life, 
I just go and live this little like second life for a few hours where I can mm-hmm. just farm and I can just like maintain this stuff. So it's just that's, that's sort of my contribution to it being definitely a great game to like just sort of escape for a little bit. Mm. Yeah, it really seems to be the ultimate palate cleanser. It's like it's not just a palate <laughs> cleanser for games, but for life in general. You know, just when you've got a few things going on and you can't really be bothered to actually deal with them anymore, you just want to sit down for a little while and just sort of, you know, tend to your chickens and your farm and just not really worry about anything. So, yeah, I'm considering picking it up myself, actually, especially as it's so cheap. So I might well go do that after we've uh, finished recording. I might have to go do that. So it's the the ginger of the sushi of life. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. The pickle yes. ginger. <laughs> well, there you go. Then that uh, that will keep Jeremy happy for another week. I think he's got a Stardew Valley chat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Vader, I don't know if you want to uh, talk to me about Overcooked. Um, obviously, I'm conscious of time, um, so I don't. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I, I can talk about the, the, not too much. I'm not going to gush over them like I do about Yakuza. Um, there's two here I'll quickly briefly mention is uh, Lightseekers. Um, I can't actually say too much about it apparently because um, I'm in the beta. It's it's actually a, it was a Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. It's a, a iPad tablet game that heck has uh, figures like Skylanders. So it's uh, it's Toys to Life uh, game, but the, these figures actually work as controllers, not just mm. things you put down on a portal. Yeah. Um, and so I was really intrigued by it. Um, so I, I backed it. Um, so me and Odin can play. So the figure, I haven't got the figures yet. So we're just play, beta testing the the game. And it's a, just a cute game, nothing too complicated. Um, something that's going to be really suited for for younger kids. Um, but the toys themselves seem very cool. So I just wanted to mention it because I think it'd be worth people looking at who have kids. Um, the figures that look amazing, they're a lot of detail. Uh, you can click on extra weapons and accessories and stuff and it changes your character the character uh i think i believe they have motion sensors in them so you can actually use them to in levels where you fly you actually fly the figure around all right um um, so yeah very very simple kind of dungeon crawling kind of gameplay um where you get like your your different abilities and stuff um yeah i can't say too much about the beta because i got told not to but (laughs) <laughs> about the game because it was on Kickstarter and yeah so go have a look Lightseekers uh, we'll put the lightseekers.com um, and Overcooked I've heard good things about this uh, mm-hmm. and I need more couch co-op games to play with Odin and so I grabbed it and it is a lot of fun it's really hard but it's absurd it's very crazy and w- odd um, we are cooking to save the world <laughs> 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 from a giant meatball spaghetti meatball monster <laughs> that's a bit like real life though i suppose <laughs> yeah, um, um, it, it's just absurd and it was me and odin recorded um the first kind of few levels last night um so there'll be a little let's play of it on our channel soon um plug plug uh but yeah i really enjoyed it and it's saying that um as stupid as it sounds like it, it teaches uh, odin about working as a team um uh, mm. about like time management and organizing and 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 yeah we, we've got to work together like it's truly mm. a truly co- cooperative game like mm-hmm. you cannot get past these levels without working together yeah um yeah i can see that it's just a lot of fun um yeah. it's just stupid simple good fun 
um and uh, yeah I, and that's why i'm getting the switch is because i'm just looking up looking for some just simple fun mm. uh, i kind of i think i'm a bit burnt out on too many realistic over the top games um yeah want some silly fun yeah, I mean, I've checked out Overcooked, and I kind of, I discreetly showed it to um, the missus and said, "You know, do you reckon we should get this?" And she's like, "Yeah, we could do." And then we decided that it was just far too stressful, and we shout at each other enough as it is. So we thought we don't really need an, another thing giving us a reason to shout at each other. So we thought maybe not. I mean, I think it kind of looks fun, but she said it just looks way too stressful. So then, well, you've got a point, but. I am interested in picking it up at some point because it does look quite fun. Yeah, and each level is different. Like we did one on a pirate ship, and like we were all we had me and Odin, we had our, our plan set out. We were working together, and then the ship kind of um, tilts, <laughs> and the tables all move. <laughs> and then I got locked out of. I couldn't get to where the the stove was, mm. and so they caught on fire. And so it was, it was little quirky, fun things like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so maybe yeah, maybe check out our video, see if you like it. Um, yeah, it's really yeah, cool. It's, it looks really cool. It's a, it's just simple fun. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of me. Uh, Sean, you've got one last game to mention. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty short thing. It, it's um, um, it's just the I pl- I played the demo of the Lego Marvel superheroes game, and I did that because uh, um. My my wife got tired of watching Neo, so like near the end of last night, she's like, "Here, play something that's not so violent or like you know stressful to like watch these demons and stuff." So, um, Titanfall wasn't gonna work either because she she hates gun violence. So, um, I, I decided decided to do that, and because uh, she was also looking for something to maybe play with my my oldest daughter, mm-hmm. and um, so I thought I'd give this a go, and um, I because I, I haven't played a Lego game actually except for briefly another one. And um, it, it was it was fun and entertaining, but it's definitely like not a game I want to play by myself personally. Because mm-hmm. um, just switching the characters, you know, it was it was fun, but it's just like after coming off of you know maybe it's like adjacencies too. Because like I kind of wanted to play Neo, but I was like I was trying to be respectful <laughs> for someone else in the room watching TV, and so it wasn't it wasn't filling that gap where it's obviously very simple. It's comical, and I thought it was like well written and entertaining. And uh, I thought that um, they captured the superheroes better than some of the movies do. So um, I, I thought that it was, re- it was really well done. But um, you know, it's just uh, it was just pretty simple. It's something I'd want to do co-op. I just want to have someone else to play that and solve some problems. Because just doing it by myself, it just felt like I was uh, pushing this linear thing forward because it's a pretty simple game. So yeah, yeah I, I, so I, I'd be hesitant to uh, to shit on it too much because I know people really like the Lego games, but. Uh, it definitely feels like a good co-op thing I'd like to try out more with, with my wife just to like hang out, or maybe with my daughter if she can uh, get the controls down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they are good. They're very kid friendly. Um, it's me and Odin have played a bunch of Lego ones. The Lego Marvel is probably one of the better ones. The one we had the most fun with, uh, as you say, the characters are done quite well. Yeah, um, it's pretty funny. It's it's loosely t- it's kind of funny. They kind of because um, it wasn't labeled avengers but it came out at the same time that like and some of the missions is very similar to what happens on like the first avengers movie i think from memory mm-hmm. and so they kind of like make poke fun at the copyright kind of things at times <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is kind of fun <laughs> and spider-man's one of those ones they kind of poke yeah. fun at the fact that he's not in the avengers uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, yeah. I, I like those games a lot. They've got a lot of charm. So we've been going through the um, the Lego Harry Potter game um, mm. recently just together. And uh, yeah, there's got a lot of charm. And even, even though it's it's a kid's game, there's still plenty of things in it to actually stump me at 27 years old. So it's... <laughs> And I, I oh, kind of all the puzzles are ridiculous. I kind of, I kind of get a bit infuriated, not because it's so hard, but just because it's a kids' game, and you think I'm being beaten by a kids' game, man. What's going on? No, yeah, that actually happened. I like, I figured I was just gonna plow through it and get some plot, and I think maybe that is actually what threw me was some of the stuff was slightly more involved than I realized they would be. And mm-hmm. like you, like you said, I was, I was imagining it to be a little bit more just like pushing a plot forward, but they actually wanted you to like think and apply things you just were taught like <laughs> so yeah it was it was surprisingly like i i'm not exactly a puzzle person as we'll get into but um you know so that that was that was a it was a little more in depth than i thought it would be so that was a good thing if i was prepared for it probably yeah no, definitely. kids seem to work their stuff out easier than we do i think it's <laughs> a kids thing like I yeah. no trouble with it whereas i will get stuck yeah <laughs> uh, the, the lego star wars is very good the new one um it's mm. it's very very well made um it's a lot of fun so you're a star wars guy aren't you sean oh yeah yeah so that yeah that sounds like my alley and i i should probably check out the harry potter ones too that might be a great one for my for my wife to play with because uh yeah she's she's a huge harry potter fan so mm. yeah i've only played the first one which is like years one to four or something and it, mm. it's 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 a great game it's actually yeah. one of the platinums i've got yeah okay yeah nice. the, so that's the one we're going through at the moment because we're both sort of heavily we need to collect everything um but so and then i sort of sat there and thought about it and thought well if you're going to collect everything i might as well extend that and collect all the trophies as well and there's there's a really cool trophy where once you unlock snape you can play as snape and um hide in a barrel and then you get a trophy called solid snape which is quite fun i, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny uh, yeah i thought yeah that's it yeah you must have made that trophy just for me that's spot on <laughs> um yeah, it's good fun yeah there's some yeah some cool stuff that i do with the characters in that um like you can only go to in the hub area um castle you, you can't go to every area as like harry because obviously you can't go in as mm-hmm. like the yeah. silver and all the ravenclaw common rooms but later on is like if one of the teachers or as dumbledore you can yeah you can go anywhere it's kind of cool um yeah. they kind of play with that quite well um, yeah yeah it's a really it's a good, good game and batman lego one was the odin platinum that mostly by himself like he finished <laughs> it pretty much by himself yeah um and That's i just helped game. him with a few things yeah um, it's a good game. A very good game i've got a lot of good memories about that game it's fantastic yeah yeah it's really good yeah what, what i think what we've been playing i think that about wraps us up for the uh the game chat i know we've got um a few bits of listener feedback for this week because we just sort of chucked out general discussion points or any topics that people wanted yeah. us to, to talk about so we did get a few responses um to be to be fair, we've already discussed some of those topic points that somewhat address some of the things. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'd say so. So we won't spend too much time, I guess. No, so we've got to be conscious of time. Um, there is one I did actually want to to get into, which was we did get a message. We got a message on Twitter from. I uh, was. It? Uh, that's it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he should change his name to Regent of Retweets, which I think is to line up with um, Cameron's Lord of Likes <laughs> change of <laughs> name, which I thought was pretty <laughs> clever. I can see this being a bit of a trend. Because um, I think, was it, 
who asked somebody asked us um what was it the game games that we i can't remember what it was should have loved but didn't that's the one yeah games that we should have loved but didn't yeah so uh, was it sent yeah, it's, in not, the, it's in the notes yes yeah, that's it sent in not plus actually got back to us um I don't know if this is actually related to it or not. I can't remember. It's just it's a message that says, um, "Yes, it is." Yeah. Yeah. Forgot what the talking points were supposed to be. That's fine. So did I. Um, here's what I recall from the thread battle that's been going on. Uh, one game that was firmly on my radar in the coolest genre was Natural Doctrine. I've heard of that, but not actually heard anything about it. Um, it was heralded as the heir to the Final Fantasy tactics from the new PS4 gen. The game had the right look, sweet graphics and sound combat system and the perfect storm as it were. But it was touted to make uh, to as touted oh, but it also touted the take on permadeath similar to Fire Emblem and Tactics Ogre with a dastardly twist. Once any party member fell in combat it was game over, brutal, unforgiving and bound to be awesome. In reality it made for an unforgiving experience in single player. Multiplayer, which is not usually my bag, was more tolerable. Suffice to say, after suffering through five or six missions, I eventually uninstalled the game. Um, there are inklings of wanting to return, so I'm not completely admitting defeat, but time is taken up by pursuits I find more palatable these days, like mashing my head against Neo. That's uh, you know, just the way it goes. Um, I'd rather not say this, but natural doctrine might be the Dark Souls of RTS games. <laughs> <laughs> for how hard you can bounce off it. Uh, one last bit for you, lads. John Wick, hell yes. And in response to that, I say, hell bloody yes. I'm looking forward to seeing that film. It looks fantastic. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've looked at, I've looked at that game. Um, I've been interested and curious by it a few times, but yeah, kind of just always never hit the button, so... Yeah. maybe it's a good thing mm. um, games that I my answer to the, that question and the question came from uh, to answer is Ninja plus Badger equals one, yeah. um, 2017 yeah <laughs> uh, and uh, it was questions yeah what games that you should have loved but didn't um, mine apparently is for honour because uh, my <laughs> mate said to me he's like oh, I thought you'd like it because the combat's kind of like Dark Souls and I just got I got kind of annoyed I was like no it's not <laughs> it's nothing like Dark Souls uh, um, but yeah I just didn't didn't sit with me that beta that, that, that what I played of it just didn't enjoy it at all yeah but apparently I should love it <laughs> yeah but I mean don't, don't, I haven't played it myself but I did listen to an interview with I can't remember who it was it was somebody on the development team they were on the Game Informer show last week and they were talking about it and saying that it sounded quite interesting but it's the kind of thing I'd have to really try myself to get to grips with what it is they're trying to portray because he said that it's, he was heavily into sort of sword collecting and he said that it's he tried to replicate the feel of actually holding a sword in your hand and you know feeling the weight of the sword and actually adjusting to it and having to kind of learn you as much as you learn it so it's it's the kind of thing that i'm interested in i might maybe sort of give it a go when it turns out real cheap but um yeah i'm i don't know that i'm hearing people sort of comparing it to fighting games and people completely dismissing that comparison so it's a bit of a difficult one to try and actually pin down as to what it is yeah 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 i um, think that's why i didn't really i i'm just not super interested in it because 
I was like, oh, is this like, uh, is there a story? And when I heard that it's pretty much like a PvP sort of thing, I just, it's just not my sort of interest. So, no, no, and plus it's it's made by Ubisoft, so you know, <laughs> yeah. guys think, well, as a Viking, have I got to go and take down you know, some points so I can access more <laughs> of the map? <laughs> so, yeah, but um, yeah, because we did get a couple of people respond to this and. Uh, aforementioned Lord of the Likes Cameron Swarbrick did say that he played the beta uh, seems fun but was turned off when I went to customise my PC and saw the microtransaction systems which I've heard is is quite um, a flaw to be levelled at the game um, we did have a response from somebody who I believe is a new listener because they started following me over the past week I think this is pronounced with a Craig Dolligan. Please correct me if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Um, he said, bought it yesterday and only put a few hours in. I like what I'm seeing. It's a refreshingly new take on combat. Need more time with it to see if it has legs, but it's very fun with uh, every fight, a ballet of rock, paper and scissors. So, which sounds pretty cool on paper, but um, yeah, it's the kind of thing I'd have to really sort of get my hands on. But uh yeah, um, I don't really know if uh, is there anything else you gentlemen want to cover. Um, Mr. T- Mr. Church wants us to talk about hot springs. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. I've I've only hot used great. I've only used two myself. Um, I'm kind of jealous that I can't actually set one in real life because it looks amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it looks amazing we, we... to use. We've got some pretty nice uh, natural hot springs in New Zealand. Um, they just smell the, they get the whole rotten <laughs> yeah. sulfur smell. It's well, awesome. yeah. well, you know, because I'm from the UK, the only hot springs we have is when you walk past a mattress that's been set on fire. <laughs> 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 that's about it. Um, hot springs. But yeah, so he also mentioned uh, Kodamas or the Zelda expansion pass. So we've covered the Zelda expansion pass, but okay. uh, Kodamas are pretty cute, I must say. Yeah, that was yeah. a big selling point for me. They're adorable. Just crawling all over the shrine. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those things that just smile. Even though they they freak me out with their little ambient noise, the more you have there, like if I walk away and come back, I just I'm like, what the, what the fuck is that like noise? Because they make <laughs> the strangest little noises. Yeah, yeah, they like to have a bit of a party on that shrine. <laughs> so for those who don't know, Kadamas are actually um, uh, uh, forest sprites or spirits. And like little guardians of trees in the forests, um, in Jap- Japanese folklore or Shinto- Shintoism, I believe, if I'm correct. But yeah, um, yeah. that's what they are. Yeah, they're pretty damn cool. Right, uh, I think we're pretty much done here, aren't we, gentlemen? I think we've covered all the feedback. We've been trying to sort of flick through it, but uh, yeah, I think we're I think we're all covered. Are we? I will just very quickly put in that Demon Souls is the best oh, yes. game yes. and uh, uh, wrong. Yeah. and the music's really good and the bosses are fun so <laughs> I, you know, I never know if he's even serious so I don't I just know, don't so know I, anymore I can't figure yeah. it out but like if you don't like the music in Demon Souls it's it's tough for me to understand where you're coming from so <laughs> yeah so i yeah i forgot that steven uh value asked us yeah. to discuss why demon souls is great to outbalance the negativity from richard <laughs> <laughs> um, um and 
there's just this magicness magicalness behind the game it's just it, it set in its own place uh, apart from any other game during that time in 2009 mm-hmm. so this is like an age ago yeah um, it just set apart as just something very different um uh, i think it holds up it still looks good sounds good it's a little janky you know dark souls definitely cleared out a few things but demon souls has a place in my heart and personally i think it should be in every souls fans top three at least for uh for their their favorite in the series um yeah it's it's a great game um <laughs> I can't personally comment because I'm yet to play it, but um, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I suppose the only thing I can say to kind of balance it out is that I'm I want to play Demon Souls more than I do the Dark Souls Three DLC that I haven't done yet, plus the one that is yet to come out. <laughs> I would rather go back and play Demon Souls than I would actually go and play the Dark Souls Three DLC. So that's uh, for the time being. That's the only sort of feedback I can offer to that one, but. Uh, yeah, we'll get into that later on through the year. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah. So I think that wraps us up. We've probably hit our two-hour mark, so we probably should stop before Jeremy and Cliff tell us off. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> yeah, very true. Well, Sean, thank you very much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on and a pleasure f- from my own personal standpoint to actually talk to you voice-to-voice properly. So thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, no, thank you. It's It's been wonderful as always fantastic it's been awesome and where can people find you should they wish to do so uh you can uh check check me out on uh twitter at the lore hunter or you could uh you could uh visit the the blog that sort of uh i run is it's um actually it's just the lore com now i actually got the domain so uh, it's bloodborne oh, nice. lore so uh yeah i finally i got enough little ad stuff over a few years to buy it with buy the domain without having to shell out my own money for it so uh yeah there's a ton there's over 100 lore posts for bloodborne so if you like bloodborne and you want to know more about the story it has to be there somewhere so definitely yeah it's very good highly recommend yeah most definitely um vader where can people find you on the internet um it's vader van odin on youtube twitter um i have a facebook as well or youtube for the vader van odin <laughs> and i'm actually currently working on a website for me and odin nice. for stuff our own little Ooh, nice. the internet uh, so that'll be vadervanodin.com in the near future cool pretty cool um so i've been your host for this episode josh crow you can find me on twitter at morbid beard um thank you very much for listening if you like the show and um you know you want to show us a little bit of love please um you know come and follow us on twitter we're at dark inside pod on twitter i think that's right isn't it dark inside pod on twitter mm-hmm. yes, i think i got that right pod. yeah lovely yep. um yeah so you can come follow us on there and you can find us all individually from there uh you can if you you know you really like what you hear please you know rate and subscribe us on itunes or whatever podcast app you happen to use and yeah i shall um sign off for now and i shall see you soon so see you later Bye bye